0: everybody this is david back again with another episode of the blood and fire radio podcast this is episode number 102 i am excited that i was able to pull this one off because my son and i are going out of town this upcoming week flying out his first ever flight going to visit some friends of mine and uh yeah i wasn't sure with all the uh you know, eventful stuff that goes along with preparing for a trip. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to pull it off, but I am here and I am ready. And I've already got my songs ready for episode 103 as well, so uh, there shouldn't be any delay there just from my little vacation. So, let's go ahead and get rolling here. I'm going to play something uh, nice and heavy from Poland. This band's been around since 2016, and basically they are very heavily influenced by bolt thrower they still kind of do uh enough different things to where i wouldn't consider them a bolt thrower ripoff but there's definitely some riffs in there um that you know bolt thrower immediately comes to mind when you hear them but they do a really good job of it um as i said they've been around since since 2016 but they haven't really released anything other than some kind of random singles here and there that they would just kind of release digitally. Um, They would probably just write a new song and and really dig it, so they would record it and release it, that kind of thing. But uh, they finally released their debut album in February of this year. The band is called Chainsword, and as I said, they are out of Poland, and from what I understand, they're a pretty young band. So um, this is a pretty cool debut, and uh, I'm definitely gonna keep my eye out for them in the future whenever they release something new because I enjoy bolt thrower and I enjoy this I did mention in episode 100 about a certain local band that's kind of bolt thrower light and uh, I kinda don't like the way they do it but I do like the way that chainsword does it here on this album so I don't know you might listen to it and say I don't really hear much of a difference between this and that other local band that I was kinda slightly trashing but uh, whatever I don't care. I like it. So, off of their debut album, Blight March, this is Chainsword with Dreadquake Mortar. And that was Chainsword from Poland with the song Dread Quake Mortar off of their debut album Blight March. Definite, definite bolt thrower vibes going on in there, but of course with some more guttural vocals. But uh, it's a cool record, so if you haven't heard of this band, um, I suggest you check it out. All right, we're jumping to Norway here. This band technically existed from 2002 up until 2019, but they did not really do a damn thing. Um... <laughs> Kind of a, eh, I'm not going to call it a super group, but there's a couple of well-known individuals in the group. Uh, the band is Orcustus and they featured uh, the guitar player, and I can't remember if he did vocals as well. I think he did vocals too, who went by the stage name of Taipan. And uh, Dirge Rep, the drummer from Enslaved, who also filled in live for Gorgoroth on occasion. Uh, but he's probably best known for his work with Enslaved and uh, Gehenna as well. But they started this project, Orcustis, and they released some EPs in 2003 and 2005, um, but it took them up until 2009 to finally release a self-titled debut album through Southern Lord Recordings. And uh, they they didn't do anything after that, so they existed for 17 years, but they only put out one record, and uh, they didn't do anything for like 10 years after the record came out. And then finally, in 2019, they announced that it was officially on hold. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> whatever. It seems like it was on hold a lot earlier than 2019. But um, but yeah, they released this self-titled debut in 2009, and um, it's good. It's very Gorgoroth-esque, just kind of straightforward, or like, you know, Urgehal, or bands like that, where it's just kind of no-nonsense, there's not going to be a bunch of keyboards and... Weird effects and stuff going on. It's just, you know, very straightforward, guitar-driven, um, black metal. Pretty clean production on this record. Um, there's some really good songs on it as a whole album. It's not the strongest. There's some weaker moments on there, but they do have some cool songs on this record. Uh, and I've always been a fan of Dirge Rep's drumming, so uh his drumming is quite good on this record. But I'm gonna play A tune that stands out to me as one with a lot of really good guitar work, some good riffing. So here we go, off of their 2009 self titled debut album. This is Orcustis with Coil. bit of a technical issue there I'm not really sure what happened to the rest of the song there but I can't get it back and I don't know what the hell happened but you got about two minutes of the song there sorry about that I don't really know what happened Uh, something got lost in translation there when I was uh, converting things to different formats and such I guess sorry about that but anyways, that was uh, most of the song "Coil" by Orcustus. Um, so yeah, it's very gorgoroth esque but uh, there's a certain kind of monotony there that's reminiscent of uh, early Dark Throne stuff, like under the F- under Funeral Moon era, and uh, Transylvanian Hunger. You know, there's a lot of repetition uh, going on, riff-wise, and there's a lot of that going on in that song as well. Alright, let's just move on here and hope that I have all of the freaking music uh, that I intended to have for the episode. Uh, 102 episodes. I don't think I've ever just lost the last third of a song before, but whatever. We'll, We'll plow forward here. This band is out of Lithuania, which you don't see too terribly often. They've been around since 2009. The band is called Crips of Despair, and I first heard of them just by following uh, Transcending Obscurity Records, which is based out of India. But uh, that label has amassed an excellent roster over the years and put out some really good stuff. And in following them on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, um, I've come across several bands that I otherwise probably would never have heard of. And this was one of them, so... They were advertising heavily uh, for this new album that had come out and um, I checked it out and really liked it and planned on playing it on an episode but I just never quite found the right fit um, for an episode to put them in so I finally decided that this time this episode is the one and I'm finally going to play it but they just play some really good heavy dark death metal Um, it's not quite like incantation or something like that. But um, there's just some really good riffing, and the production is really solid and really heavy. It just fits the uh, the music really well. But uh, yeah, I haven't heard much, much death metal out of Lithuania, so uh, I, th- I just think it's cool whenever I can play a band that's kind of from uh, an area that's maybe not known for their extreme metal. But yes, this is a very good album, and it came out, it's called All Light Swallowed, and it came out in April of this year through Transcending Obscurity. This is their second album uh, overall. I, I have not checked out the debut yet, but I intend to because I really like this record a lot. And I like that label a lot as well, so if you dig this, then uh, then check out their their Facebook page and their Bandcamp page and all that kind of stuff, and you can uh, you can snatch up this record, so... Off of the second album, All Light Swallowed, this is Crips of Despair with Condemned to Life. Aren't we all? Was Crips of Despair from Lithuania with Condemned to Life, really good death metal. Um, it's really solid, and like I said, I think the production is perfect for that style. Um, yeah, if you haven't heard that record yet, it's a, it's a pretty strong one from this year. So I suggest you check it out. All right, we're going to Sweden here. This is a project that was initially formed in '95 and has been on hold for some time. Um, they really have not... It's kind of like Orcustus in the sense that they've been around for a long time. They released one record, and it took them a really long time to finally say, Yeah, we're, uh, we're on hold. And it's like, Yeah, we, we kind of figured that out after you didn't do anything for 20 years. Uh, the band is Triumphator, and most people probably know them because of Marduk. And when I say that, I mean the singer for Marduk, Mortus... Um, Of course, he goes by Ariok in Funeral Mist, and he also goes by Ariok in Triumphator. So he was pretty young when he uh, joined up with this project. They released a demo in 96 and an EP in 99, and then later in 99 they recorded and released their debut, which is their only full length uh, up to this point, called Wings of Antichrist that came out through Necropolis Records. But it's just uh, Ariok and... um, I forget the other guy's name. His real name is like Marcus... Marcus Taina? Tanya, Something like that. Um, he has a... like a Latin American last name, but he's from Stockholm. Um, but I think he goes by the stage name of like Deathfucker or something like that. But he does bass and guitars. And then uh, Ariok does vocals. And they had Frederick Anderson, who was the drummer for Marduk at the time. Uh, he did guest drums on the record, and you can definitely tell, I mean, it's it's his style, for sure, but uh, it's very Marduk-esque, in the sense that it's just very um, centered around blast beats, and very straightforward, aggressive songs, um, and there's excellent vocals, of course, uh, good lyrics as well, but, um, so yeah, this album's become a bit of a cult classic, because it's just their one and only record, and it's hard to come across, I own it, I came across it just in a normal Uh, CD store. They only had one copy of it, so I snatched it up, and and a lot of people have wondered where I got it, because it's kind of hard to find uh, for a reasonable price, that is. You can kind of come across it here and there, but then it's like for sale, used for, you know, $200 or something like that, but so I kind of got lucky there, but um, but yeah, I mean, it's not mind-blowing music or anything. It's just very solid, straightforward, um, guitar-driven, blast beat-driven, black metal, but it's good, and it was kind of everyone's first taste of Arioch's vocals, and um, along with Funeral Mist, so it's just kind of this little moment in time. So yes, I've played a song off of this record um, in the past, but it was a long time ago, it's probably been at least three years since I played something off of this, so I'm going to play a different tune this time. So off of 1999's Wings of Antichrist, this is Triumphator with Heralds of Pestilence. Triumphator from Sweden with Heralds of Pestilence um, yeah very much falls in line with the Marduk style right down to the production as well and the fact that Frederick Anderson uh, is doing the drums there just uh, adds to the comparisons even more but really solid stuff and that was uh, that was a lot of people's first taste of, uh, of Ariox vocals and right out of the gate he was uh, confident and it shows in his performance uh, to my ears at least um all right, we're staying in Sweden here. There's several Swedish uh, songs on this episode. So this band has been around since 07. It's a two-man band. Um, I'm not sure the pronunciation. I'm going to say or- orkivus Orcivis, I'm not sure. It's O R C I V U S. So I'm I'm just I've been saying Orcivus, but I could be wrong there. Um, but basically it's a two-man band, it's kind of the guy, I can't remember his name, but he's the main guy, uh, of the band Grift, G-R-I-F-T. Uh, he plays all the instruments in that project, and he plays all the instruments in this band as well, but he does not do the vocals, so there's a separate vocalist for this one. Um, and it's good stuff, they've released full lengths in 2008 and 2010, but they haven't done a full length since, they've done a few splits, uh, here and there, I guess they've just kind of been busy with other projects, um, but yeah, they just released, uh, the most recent thing was a split with the band Flagellant that came out in September of 2019. Even though this band is signed, it looks like the split was released, uh, independently, just, uh, digitally. But it is out there on Spotify as well, uh, so you can check it out. But, um, Flagellant was, meh, you know, it was alright. But, uh, this side from Orchivus, which I, I still feel like I'm mispronouncing, <laughs> so somebody correct me if I'm way off. But their side of the split, uh, I did enjoy quite a bit, and I the only reason I came across it was uh, through Spotify, as I've said many times, where I'll be listening to a band and I'll check out who the other, you know, other people like this similar artist or whatever, you know, so if it's somebody I haven't heard of, I'll I'll click it and, and take a listen and see if I like it, so, um, but yeah, I enjoyed this uh, quite a bit, so... Off of their 2019 split with Flagellant, this is Orchivus with Tattered Beliefs. There we go. That was Orchivus. I should just pronounce it differently every time I say it, and I'm bound to be correct on one of them. Orchivus. That was Orchivus with Tattered Beliefs. I really like that because it kind of reminds me of the French band uh, Merrimack, because it's just kind of this subtle... It still sticks to kind of standard structures, but it has some slightly just kind of weird riffing. But it's just kind of dark and has a kind of a signature sound. I don't know. It reminds me of Merrimack, and I dig that. All right, we're going to Finland here. This is a band that's been around since 92 that I have a complicated relationship with. The band is Thy Serpent, and I love Thy Serpent, or at least I thought I did. I'm not really sure anymore, because the first thing I heard from them was Forests of Witchery, which was their first release And it was incredible, and I still think it's an absolutely incredible, just magical album. And the stuff that they released after that was still pretty good, but not as good as Forest of Witchery. And then they released the album Christ Crusher, which was a lot more just straightforward black metal, and just kind of took out a lot of the melodic elements that made the early stuff special so it was a a very kind of forgettable black metal record with a pink cover a bit weird and then they kind of got back on track with this ep they released in 2000 called death but it was just an ep and they went on hold and then they announced that they were back like 10 years ago at least i mean They announced that they were back in action, and then they just didn't do anything. You never heard any updates. And they haven't released anything since 2000, until, evidently, I didn't even know this had happened. But in July of 2019, they did a split with a band called Ashpool uh, through Cult Records. So it got released. And when I say a split, I'm guessing this is just a split 7-inch, because there's just one song from Thy Serpent on it. And it's called Impaled by a Thousand Shadows. And it's just even more straightforward black metal. Like, Christ Crusher at least had a pretty clear production. But this is like lo-fi, straightforward, uninspired black metal. And it's like, the more I really think about their discography... It's just gotten a little bit worse with each subsequent release. The only exception being that Death EP from 2000. That was actually pretty good, but it was very short. Um, So yeah, it seems like all the mystical, melodic magic of the first release from Forest of Witchery is just so gone from their sound. It's so gone. So... Part of me was excited to hear a new Thy Serpent song, but then I listened to it and I'm just like, yeah, this is just not the same band. (laughs) They're just not the same band at all. So yes, I will just uh, clutch my copy of Forest of Witchery uh, tightly and just pretend that nothing else uh, exists in their discography. That's my plan. But yes, since I didn't even know that this had come out... uh, (laughs) There might be other people that didn't know that this had come out, so I'm going to share it with you now. So off of their split with Ashpool from 2019, this is Thy Serpent with Impaled by a Thousand Shadows. All right, there we go. That was Thy Serpent from Finland with Impaled by a Thousand Shadows. So, I mean, it's not terrible by any means, but it's just so far from what their sound was in the early 90s that, to me, just made them so special. Um, So it's just kind of very ordinary now. I don't know. All right, we are jumping back to Sweden. This band's been around since 2003, initially formed as a little side project that was meant to kind of pay homage to Bathory. The band is Arab Altor, and I've played them at least three times over the years uh, on different episodes. But I really enjoy this band, but the early stuff, I hate to sound like such an old man, purist-type dude, but the early work is better than the later work to me. So from 2012 onwards, it's been different. It's like the early stuff, they really nailed, like absolutely nailed the really epic Hammerheart heart. Twilight of the Gods era Bathory uh, sound and I love it it's really really good and from 2012 onwards they seem to be kind of uh, settled into more of that blood fire death more aggressive um, kind of faster paced songs Uh, they did a switch of vocals the the, uh, person who did the vocals on the first two records um, just kind of basically he still does some backing stuff here and there But I think he just kind of stepped back to where he's just doing bass, I believe. And then the guitar player has stepped up to do vocals from 2012 onwards because he has more of a gravelly um, delivery that I guess they felt was better suited to the new direction they were going. I guess it's kind of similar to like Demu Borgir switching from, um, you know, having Shagrath take over vocals from... Ninety-seven Onwards, they just kind of felt like the voice better suited the new direction of the music, so they kind of did the same thing here with Erebaltor. But um, I'm guessing they're going to be coming out with a new record. They've been pretty prolific. They have seven albums so far, uh, but in recent years they've been kind of putting one out every two years, it seems, so they're pretty pretty regular about it. Um, But I'm guessing they're coming out with a new record. Uh, Probably the beginning of next year would be my guess, but they released a single, um, just kind of out of the blue on September 22nd, so it's still pretty fresh. Uh, It's through Hammerheart Records. And like I said, I can only assume this is a a single that's going to be from their next full-length. But they very much, you know, keep on with the same style they've done for the last three or four albums. Um, It's just kind of that mid-tempo, melodic, but still aggressive, um, Bathory, Blood, Fire, Death style. Uh, I still, I'm always going to love the first two records best, that's just how it is, but uh, this is not bad by any means at all. So, off of their, I'm assuming, upcoming full length, uh, this is Arab Altor with Varg Timon. That was Arab Altor from Sweden with Varg Timmen off of their, whatever their upcoming album is going to be. We're going to the USA here out of Florida. Very new band. They've been around since 2019. Already kind of making a mark. I've noticed their album cover around over the last few months. It took me a little while to finally check it out. Um, The band is called Hexorcist. And they released their debut in July of this year called Evil Reaping Death. And that's the one that I kind of kept seeing around, probably just on Facebook and things like that. But I finally checked it out. It's pretty good. It's very kind of straightforward, guitar-driven, thrashy, death, black, and roll. (laughs) It's kind of got elements of all of that. It's kind of got that death and roll but it's still kind of thrashy and there's still some kind of black metal-y moments in there but the vocals seem to be more centered around the death metal side of things and really I think they're just kind of going for just kind of a more straightforward just evil metal record and that's all there is to it that's really all I can say you'll hear it for yourself but they released this album evil reaping death in July through Memento Mori which is a cool label and yes, it is out there. It's on Spotify. It's on their Bandcamp. Uh, if you dig this, I suggest that you uh, check out the rest of the record, because it's pretty cool. It's a fun listen. It's probably not one that I'm going to go back to, like, all the time. But um, but yeah, I didn't regret listening to it. I enjoyed it. So here we go. Off of Evil Reaping Death, this is Hexorcist with Unrighteous Ceremony There we go. That was Hexorcist from Florida with Unrighteous Ceremony. So I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's just kind of a fun listen, good use of the samples in there, um, and just some cool riffing. I dig it. Uh, Alright, we're going back to Finland here. This band has been around since 97 and has established a really solid reputation of great musicianship and um, a great live band as well. That band is Insomnium, and they kind of fit uh, firmly in that melodic death metal genre. Um, That genre as a whole is getting a little... I'm not even sure what the term is, but a lot of the bands are sounding very similar to one another now. Um, But in its day, there was some really unique and special albums out there kind of in that mellow death genre. Um, I personally still enjoy insomnium but i just kind of don't pay as much attention to more recent records Um, i did like the first few and those seem to be the ones that i go back to the most probably the debut which is i'm going to play something off of the debut right now because that's the one that i end up going back to the most it has it's probably mostly in the production the songwriting is super melodic of course um but the production kind of still gives it this kind of nostalgic 90s touch even though it didn't come out in the 90s the album's called in the halls of awaiting and it came out in 2002 through candlelight records so even though it came out post 2000 it kind of has like some 90s nostalgic vibes to it just from the production but uh, they're up to eight records now and all their records are solid but uh, to me there's just something special about the debut So yeah, I'm going to play a personal favorite of mine off of the debut album, In the Halls of Awaiting. This is Insomnium with Shades of Deep Green. Go. That is Insomnium from Finland with Shades of Deep Green off of their debut album. I love that record. I really love that record. It's still my favorite out of all their stuff. Uh, Alright. We're jumping to Germany here. I don't think I've done that yet this episode. This band's been around since 07, and frankly, I didn't know they were still going. Um, this is a band that I've first heard about from my friend Dave. Who I'm actually going to see next week? That's part of my vacation. Um, but yeah, he told me about this band. I want to say it featured at least one member of Secrets of the Moon, but it was a more uh, just more black metal than Secrets of the Moon. Um, the band is Ascension, and I remember hearing their what was at the time their only album, and uh, thought it was great. But I thought that was it for them. I thought it was just kind of a one-off. I didn't think it was anybody's main band, you know, that was in the in uh, Ascension, I thought it was kind of a one-off, kind of like what Bloodbath was supposed to be, <laughs> you know, Bloodbath was really meant to just be a one-off thing that these friends all did, that were fans of old school death metal, and they were just going to put out an album and, and be done with it, or not even an album, they just recorded the demo while they were all drunk one night, and then uh somebody presented it to a label and the label loved it and wanted them to do a record and now look at them they've put out countless albums but um yeah i thought ascension was kind of the same concept where it was just kind of a let's make this record and they did and i thought they were just done after that but evidently they have put out three so i'm going to play something off of their most recent called under ether came out in march of 2018 through world terror committee and um I, I truly didn't know that they had continued on until I saw this about a month ago, that this, I saw, I came across this album, and I was like, whoa, wow, I remember them, and I checked it out, and I thought it was excellent, I thought it was really good, I haven't heard the second record, just the first one, and then this newest one, but, um, yeah, I was very pleasantly surprised that they were still active, and I think this album is really good. So, off of their third record under Ether, this is Ascension with Stars to Dust. <laughs> go. That was Ascension from Germany with Stars to Dust. Uh, Yeah, that's an excellent record. So if you're like me and you either forgot about this band or didn't know about this band, uh, I suggest you go back and and check out their stuff. I I need to find the second album and listen to that uh, because I've overlooked that one as well. But uh, this one, Under Ether is the name of this third album and uh, it's really good. So it's a shame that I kind of missed out on it until now. Alright, let's jump to Sweden here once again. This band's been around since 95, and early in their career they kind of had more of a of a folky touch to them. And I want to say probably since, oh, maybe early 2000s onward, they've shifted to a more um, guitar-driven, uh, aggressive sound, a lot less folky. They still include keyboards and things like that, but it's just definitely taken a more aggressive tone to it. The band is Thirfing. Um, they released a new album, their eighth album, earlier this year, and I've played a couple of songs off of it um, on earlier episodes. I think it was the two singles that they released uh, ahead of this album's release. The album's called Vanagonder, and that came out on August 27th through Despot's Records. And as I said, that's their eighth record, and I believe it's their oh, their third with Jens Ryden on vocals, Uh, the former vocalist of Nagelfar. I want to say he joined around 2007. Uh, I think the first album he sang on with them was in 2008. But they have taken very large periods of time in between releasing albums uh, from pretty much the year 2000 onwards, which has kind of worked to their benefit um, because they're really taking their time and making sure that each album they release is really high quality and is on par, if not better, than the album that came before it. Which I respect quite a bit. You know, it definitely beats churning out an album every two years and having it be kind of mediocre. So they're taking their sweet time and they kind of fade into the background and then they all of a sudden pop back up five years later with a new record. Um, This one, this new one, is very good. Um, It's definitely a contender on my album of the year list um and you know i even though i've already played a couple of songs off of this record i'm playing another one uh on this episode because it's just that good of a record i keep going back to it uh, again and again and the singles were deservingly so singles because they're catchy and memorable but um but this song has kind of emerged as a favorite of mine and it's just there's something about this song that i think is really special so i'm gonna play it for you now So, off of their eighth album, Vanagander, this is Thirfing with Treldom Sword. we go, that was Thirfing with Treldom Sword, off of the album Vanagander, which just came out this past August. Such a good record, it's so hard to not, uh, at, at the very least, kind of bob your head while you're, while you're listening to this, tap your foot. They do that kind of mid-tempo, head-banging kind of pace so well. Um, okay, we are going to Switzerland here for kind of a newer band, a two-man band just released their debut in 2019 their debut EP Uh, I don't believe they have a full-length out yet Uh, the band I believe it's pronounced Attegare and um, I'm not really sure what that means but um, they released this EP which I'm not going to say the name of because it is very difficult Um, they're from Switzerland and I know Switzerland is kind of split where part of it will speak French and part of it will speak uh, high German And they come from the German side, but this EP title to me doesn't look German. It may very well be. Um, So, uh, Frank, if you're listening out there, you can help me out here. But but yeah, it doesn't look German to me, but I know I'm going to mispronounce it severely. The song title I have a better shot with, but I'm not going to pronounce the name of this EP. You'll have to just look it up for yourself. But it came out in November of 2019 through Eisenwald. And uh, who has released some very good stuff over the years, by the way. But it's good. It's kind of melodic black metal, but they get really aggressive at times um, with the riffing. And I love the kind of dynamics within the song structures. So, like, the the moments when they decide to change to a faster-paced section in the song... They do it really well, so it keeps the songs interesting and it kind of uh, changes direction at just the right times in their songs to where it stays interesting. So it's a really promising start um, from this group, so hopefully they're working on a, on a full-length uh, that'll be out soon, because I would definitely be interested to hear it. So, off of their debut EP, which I'm not going to pronounce, <laughs> from 2019, this is Atager with Enblinde Blinde Nomens Duracotus. was a from switzerland with Enblinde blinde namens duracotus really cool stuff um i just had never heard of them before i do not even recall where i did hear about them but i checked out the ep and thought it was pretty damn cool so um yeah with it being such a new band if you liked that you should uh, follow them on facebook or something keep an eye out for what they're doing next Alright, it is that special time where I get to announce the final song of the episode. Like I said, going on vacation this upcoming week, but that will not impact uh, the podcast. I should, you know, have plenty of time to get my notes in order and everything. I already know what bands and what songs I'm going to play for the next episode. So I just got to make my notes and get my session set up and I'll be ready to go. So it should be perfectly on time. That's the plan at least. But yes, I want to thank all of you for listening. Thanks for telling other people about the podcast. If you want to tell someone how they can listen, they can listen online at bloodandfireradio.podbean.com or on the free Podbean app or on Spotify as well. So please find and follow the podcast on Spotify. If you have any sort of uh, you know suggestions or feedback or requests or anything like that, you can email me at bloodandfireradio at gmail.com. And of course please find and like the Facebook page because any sort of updates regarding episodes, if there's any sort of delays or if you're getting an episode ahead of schedule, uh, any sort of questions, poll questions for you, the audience, uh, it's all going to be posted on the Facebook, so please find and follow that. So yes, let's go ahead and finish this off with something a little different. It's a long song, which I do like to, to do at the end of episodes, but it's not metal. It is not metal. I'm doing it a little different this time. So, this band, it's a trio. I don't know if they've always been a trio. Um, I want to say it was a duo for a time, but they've been a trio for a while now. Been around since 06 out of Canada. They're called Musk Ox, and I first heard of Musk Ox through a compilation called uh, Whom the Moon, a Night Song, Sings, which has all kinds of different uh, bands and musicians doing uh, just acoustic Songs basically just very pretty, ethereal, acoustic music that's very in touch with nature and things like that. And it's uh, one of my favorite CDs that I own. It's a double uh, two disc uh, compilation, but Musk Ox was a contributor to that. And it was just a really good acoustic piece that they had that had some cello in there and things like that. And uh, so I just kind of follow them on Facebook and for years it was just kind of the occasional little video of somebody from the band playing something new, you know, oh I wrote uh, this little section yesterday and I think it might be good for our next album that we're working on, you know, but nothing was really happening other than those occasional videos but they finally kind of pulled it all together with new material and they released their third album uh, in July of this year and it was their first one in seven years. So um, took a long time but they finally released the third album independently. Um, I, all I ever saw was just kind of build up for the album from them, from the band themselves uh, and I believe they just kind of released it through their band camp for now um, so you can, you can purchase it digitally from there. I'm not sure if they have physical copies or not. I should look into that But uh, the album, it's called Inheritance, and that came out on July 9th of this year, and like I said, it's their third album overall, but it's their first in seven years. But it's really good. Um, It was worth the wait, in my opinion. It's not something that I can just put on and listen to intently for an extended period of time, but it is kind of really nice to have on in the background if I'm doing anything around the apartment. Um... I've listened to it several times now since it's come out, and I just think it's really good. I think it's a very peaceful way to end the episode, so very kind of rooted in nature, and I think they even did a live stream uh, from just Out in the Woods, where it was the three of them Out in the Woods uh, performing some of this music, and I think I saw something on their Facebook page, like a, a blooper almost, uh, an outtake from this performance, because I think somebody's dog, like they were walking their dog just kind of off the leash, And the dog just kind of came running up to them to, like, get some pets, I guess, right in the middle of it. Or just as they were about to start a song, so they were kind of laughing about it. But yes, it's very kind of rooted in nature and uh, just really, really beautifully done music. So this is a lengthier song, but it's just a really good piece. So, until next time, wish me luck with my travels, and I should be back in two weeks with a new episode. So, cheers, everybody! Off of their third album Inheritance this is Musk Ox with Ritual.